just gonna sit. Well, we got good morning. Well, she that that didn't last long. She came on and just as quick as yeah, she came yeah, in, yeah. she came out, she's, Mike. She's going out chase lounge on us. <laughs> no, nice. I like it. Emily like Frazier, country multi-sport. Sorry, that's the best rest I've had in like a week. Just having yeah, a little ride down. It seems to be a, a pretty busy time for you guys. We appreciate you stopping by, Emily. And we got Michael Pinozo of Bridge Digest. Mike, how are you, buddy? Good. Always good to be here. Fun times, exciting times, and uh, lots of news these days. And Emily and Matchroom seem to be at the center of quite a bit of it. So we appreciate you carving out some time. It's 3.30 out in the UK. And uh, let's jump on into it. The World Nine Ball Tour has been launched. Um, what's that been like and how stressful is it the last few months leading, up, leading into this announcement, Emily? Not even stressful. Just it's fun, isn't it? We're having an absolute whale of a time at the moment. We're in the <laughs> office. We got another ten whiteboards in the office. This is why you're pointing in this direction. My whole office has been renovated into basically a brainstorm session. We've got ideas popping out everywhere. Every time someone talks about something, it goes on a whiteboard. It goes every. It's fun at the moment. It's. I mean, we're not. We work continuous hours. At, you know, non-stop and our team's expanding and the World Nineble Tour because that's expanding our team's having to expand. So it's just, we're having a lot of fun and it, it is exciting, you know, it's just, it's a full tour. And I know we've been talking about it since January the 1st in 2022. And the structure of this tour that we announced yesterday has been here. It's it's kind of been the baseline, but we've developed and we've grown. And it's it's following in the footsteps of two major successful tours in the snooker and obviously the professional darts corporation. And to have Barry support that as well. And, and I say it all the time, we, we share offices with these people. So we're not, we're not ignorant in thinking we can do all of this, we can do that. We're learning, we're learning so much. And I think that's what is so enjoyable about all of this. We do one ranking event and we learn straight away and we you know, take that into the next ranking event that we're going through. But we are working with, I can't even tell you off the top of my head how many different organizers we are working with. We've got, we're currently on 44 events on our World Nine Ball Tour. Within that is obviously a series of ranking events. And within this tour, there are all these different organizers and promoters that are on different time zones, have a different style of working. Maybe we're a bit unsure about the matchroom rules beforehand, as in like the break rules and things like that. And now want to, you know, play the events, how the matchroom events are being played, because everyone can visually see that it's 10 times better. And the shows are better. The organizers are getting more out of it they're selling their fields out quicker i mean it's fun it's our brains are constantly <laughs> like this and it's brilliant i wouldn't want it any other way so you know what i would say is, is you know you have talked about it since january of last year and and you know even before that and kind of like you know let's look to the future pie in the sky type of conversation but now uh as I, we talked about yesterday you've kind of stuck your chin out there and, and put it in 
black and white on paper and said, okay, this is, this is what we're doing. So there's a lot more pressure now to, um, to show what structure comes with that. Okay. So we've already got questions. I can, I can see there's a branding of a tour, but I can't find out what the tour really is. Okay. Things like that. So, you know, how long will it take for people to be able to see an actual tour structure where you've got all these other events and they all have some kind of matchroom nine ball tour stamp on them. And, and, and it, it looks like it's organized as opposed to you just making a phone call to a promoter in, in, you know, Boston, Massachusetts to have his event be a ranking event. So where, where does that, how does that structure evolve and how long will that take? Do you think? Well, just to, just to be clear, it's a lot more complex than picking up the phone and saying you want to be a ranking. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, a, I'm assuming that. But I'm a, sim I'm a simple person. Unofficial. I like to keep things in simple terms. It is a lot more work than that. I'm telling you that for certain. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So what does, you know, now that you've stuck your chin out there and put it on paper, what can we expect in terms of a progression? Yeah, well, I mean... It starts off where you have the Nine Ball World Tour. There is an event criteria, which all of the promoters and all of the organisers have been following, which, by the way, is very, very um, flexible and actually very straightforward. It's it's making sure that the it's a professional tournament. It's, by the way, I had no idea since last year what green fee was. I had no idea. So, for instance, that's like <laughs> our entry on our on our event criteria, and some people go, "What do you mean an entry fee? We don't get, like um, a green fee," because that was something new that we came into play. So it's very straightforward criteria. So we're at the moment we're getting inundated with lots of organisers, different organisers, new events, existing events who contact us and will say, "Right, I want to be a ranking event." Okay, so this is the criteria. Can you, you know, follow this criteria? Yes, no, this is this because of X, Y, and Z. Okay, so we'll try and be flexible with you, but we've got to think, you know, this is what the players want. And it's it's a lot of back and forth um, that we have to go through that process in order to do that and to uh, finally get it onto the schedule. So currently that, nine, that World Nine Ball Tour, the schedule is listed on Matchroom Pool schedule. So that is the World Nine Ball Tour, that whole schedule that sits there on there. Should be 44 events on there. If there isn't, then someone's getting fired. But that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's schedule that sits there. And that should have who the promoter is, who the organizer is, whether it's a ranking event, whether it's an invitational, all of the third party events are all ranking events. There's obviously matchroom events within that are invitational, right. like a World Masters. But that they all those events, they make up the World Nine Ball Tour. So as part of a progression, we have also obviously employed a full-time tournament director. Now we sort of dabbled in that previously for the matchroom events, but now this tournament director, Brendan Moore, he is going to be in charge of these ranking events. That might mean that he might be going to some of these events. He might be showing up and saying, right, how are we running this? How are we running that? As advice to help the organisers so then their event can succeed and develop. So then more players will go, oh, I liked that ranking event. They did this, they did that. That schedule really worked. 
So then they all sign up for next year. All of a sudden, that organiser is going from 64 players to 128. All of a sudden, that organiser is now getting more revenue because of sponsors. So that is the development of the tour. And so it's a lot more than, you know, come and be part of the rankings. But it's also from Knock our side door. too. Yeah, we've got people knocking on our door. And look, it's going to get to a point where, and it's starting to happen now, people are knocking on our door where, I'm sorry, but the events aren't good enough. And we're going to have to say no. But we are trying to be as accommodating and open as possible at the moment. But there will be a time where we have to turn these events down because they do not meet the standard that that we expect. So Give me some insight, the- Emily, to to what what are some of the non-negotiables if you know there's would be promoters wanting to reach out to you guys. You know, what are some things that you guys are flexible on or maybe not so flexible on? Um, the discipline. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I'm shocked to hear that. The discipline. It's nine ball. It literally a whole brand says nine ball. I've never got a tattoo in my life. Tell me you it's get tell me you get people reaching out to you wanting to do something else as far as a oh, ranking event. No, I'm not naming names. Um please. Just, we, need we need we need names. Not, we need names. Yeah. They all know who they are. Um look, it's we've been promoting nine ball for so long. And yeah. like I said to you, I, if I was ever going to get a tattoo, it'd probably be tattooed somewhere nine ball on me just to even promote <laughs> it even further. But um, look, discipline, it's got to be open to everyone. So all nationalities, gender, ages, everyone. It should be open to everyone. And they should also use seeding for the first round. of the. So we say that it should be double elimination because a ranking event, you should be able to have that opportunity. That first round should be seeded using the World Nine Ball rankings. Then you've also got, it's got to be a minimum of 64 players to make it a ranking event. You can't go and invite your 16 pals to come round. They get their ranking points and, you know, Bob's your uncle, they're 16th on, on the rankings. So they're, they're the main mandatory details. If some of the organisers want to play one on the spot at the moment because they're not too comfortable making the switch, that's fine. That's cool. We're not okay. we're not a dictatorship. We're here to advise and we're here to set a standard, which we're really happy with, the details that we've set out. But we're also here to advise. And now what we're finding is organisers are saying, we want to play the matching rules because, like I said... Yeah, I was- even even as you get more people coming and knocking at your door, it would only make sense that then you can be more selective. And it's like, hey, if you're going to be playing ball our way, then you know we're going to be more favorable towards your event. It would only make sense to me. Yeah, but it's like I say, it's we're not a dictatorship. At the end of the day, the the whole point of the World Nine Ball Tour is to create life changing opportunities for the players. At the moment, they are pretty much scrounging their way to travel 20 hours here to then travel to there. It's just, it's a mess. And there needs some structure. And that is what we're trying to do. But there needs to be a bit of patience as to how we can try and structure that for moving forward. You know, it's not an overnight process. We are looking at where the events are in certain continents in order to make it more, you know, accommodating for players to get there. But this we only get involved in sports where the 
prize money and the end goal is career and life changing. We should be changing lives. And that's what our goal is. So these ranking events, they're all part of a much bigger picture because now all of a sudden we've got organizers. And I'm, I think I saw someone mention about, um, we've basically just stuck a new logo on and we're kind of just, you know, pulling ranking events within this, this one tour. I mean, there are organizers who are coming to us that never existed before. So we've created a brand new tour where events didn't exist before. They never existed. So we are already developing that because by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, these events cost money to run. It's not sustainable unless you have a proper business model in place. And, and unless you are getting viewership, proper sponsors who are on board. And what is happening with the organizers, people have been sat there for too long going, yeah, this is the prize money for this amount of years. Entry fees and the prize money. That's it. We don't put any more in. Now we are seeing organizers go above and beyond and put more into the events because they are seeing the response from being a world nine ball ranking event. So all of a sudden we have elevated an event just by having the association and the assistance by us sharing, by players knowing that they earn ranking points from it. So the events, not even just matchroom, third party organizers, they are, their events are doing much better out of it. So then who's gonna do, if an event secures a sponsor that they were never going to secure before because a local broadcaster says, yeah, we'll take the semi-finals and the final of that event because it's a, yeah, matchroom. We, we broadcast all of the matchroom pool events, the darts, the snooker. Oh, it's, you get matchroom ranking points. Yeah, we'll broadcast that live on the final. All of a sudden you get another sponsor. That organizer now knows that they can put more money into their prize money for their next event. Who is that helping in the end? The players. The players are earning more prize money. It's how does the organizer? How does the organizer get that kind of access to um, your uh, broadcast? You know, network. Your, you know, they're all around the world. So, you know, if promoter X in whatever country says, you know, is there an opportunity here for me to get the semifinals and finals? onto some kind of broadcaster, how does that happen? Those people will know us. And so it's a straight, some people will be knocking on the door of these broadcasters saying, yeah, 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 all of them, all of them. As soon as they see affiliation with Matchroom and a phone call, some introductions, that's all stuff that's behind the scenes. And that's us. That's what we give the, the rankings. So there's a lot more to it than that's why we try not to dictate too much, but then there must be a, a certain standard to it. Obviously, there's so many different avenues to this now because there's the live streaming, there's the social media side of things that will, as our team expands, our team will be traveling to other events. There's, the opportunities is endless just by, just by having a tele, just by literally knowing that they can reach us. And that's why the yeah. door is so open with us. 
talk to us, knock on our door, be it, come come and join us. That's what I mean. I said it yesterday on the, when we announced our press release. If you're on board, like this is an incredible journey because and I and I don't need to name names. I don't need to do anything like that. The people who are on board with us, they know because when we are working with one another and we have that partnership, we will go above and beyond for these people because the players will succeed. The organiser does well out of it. The players will do well. So at the moment, it's all very, you know, it's a tour that's that's started. And now it's a point, part of developing that tour and growing it. And I'm not saying that, you know, we get everything absolutely pitch perfect every second, but it's it's really quite developing. And I think the sort of figures that we're even seeing coming through on, on our platforms just shows that Anything we touch is going to be successful because that's how we are. That's how we're wired. That's how we're mechanic. That's how we operate. We work 24 hours a day, pretty much. None of us ever stop. So that's why <laughs> the successful. But then there's, there's nine ball. There's the history. It's, it's fast paced. It's exciting. It's dynamic. What that's, I get why there's other disciplines where you can do this and you can do that and there's a bit of challenge to it or whatever. Nine ball has something about it that makes a 3000 arena for the Moscone Cup go wild. There is a reason why we are drawing in casual sports fans. There is a reason why there is a cross between the snooker, the darts and the pool because it is you can fall in love with the sport. Anyone who is looking at nine ball or looking at Q sports and they are a casual sports fan, you can fall in love with nine ball. And that is what we are marketing and we have to market players because there are some incredible personalities out there that do not get the recognition they deserve. I, I think a lot of it's the, the, the production though too. You know, it's the way you guys present it above all else, not just the game by itself because the, the show, I've never seen anything like it being over there. And, and you know, it's unbelievable. And I've been to tournaments all over the world, you know. And so, uh, but you mentioned you mentioned your platforms and some of the metrics. I'm, I'm curious, these said promoters that are going to be putting on events, what support, if any, will they get or what push can they expect to get from Matchroom Pool on your platforms, whether it's sharing streams or promoting the tournaments outside of just, you know, hey, this event's coming up this week and, and, and so on. Yeah, and it all depends on the organiser as well. They might not want that much interference, I say, but we're here to support. We look at our own calendars. Like I said to you, we are banding our team. So, I mean, we're dangerous as it is now. Now we're going to be even worse. But there's the case of there is the social media coverage. There is the live streaming option, which is going to be a case for 2023. You're going to see that start to be rolling out um, and the general advice that comes through. So we are going to be putting a lot more time and effort into supporting these ranking events. So then they do get that viewership. So they, so that, that, that is happening. That's why you see this rebrand of the World Nibel Tour. It's not matchroom events and these events and that events anymore. It's a World Nibel Tour. So anyone who is part of that World Nine Ball Tour, you are part of it. You are part of this journey with us. You are part of that Nine Ball Tour. It's not a matchroom event, this event. 
everyone knows when you tune into an event, whether it's a match or event, I've got no one to compete with. I think it's, it, I don't see a point in even talking about the product <laughs> because if you tune in, it's a matchroom event, you know if it's a matchroom event, you know if there's another organiser, you know that because we're the best at it. And I don't see that as even a talking so, point. And it's, that's, yeah, that's, well, not, that's what we should deliver. And now right. it's, it's a case of professionalising the game. We're, we're brilliant at that television cover. We've got no competition on that. That's that's just our standard. And we'll keep being fruity and we'll keep throwing new things into the mix to just keep you guys on your toes, change up the arena designs, the atmosphere. No one can recreate the atmosphere that we create in our arenas. So it's it's interesting you say that because um you know what i was thinking of as you were talking about that i, I imagine like your team uh will it will it be f following each one of these events from a social media standpoint during the events and and two um you know yeah your broadcast standards are uh unparalleled but a lot of these events you talk about live streaming the semifinals, finals things like that those are not going to look like matchroom events but they're going to have a matchroom stamp on them. Um, so how do you work with that? In what case? What, what do you mean? Um, in, in the way of, of making sure that they're representative of what you guys, you know, the, the face and the brand that you're trying to put forward. Well, it's the, it's the World Nine Ball Tour brand at the end of the day, but that's where I go back to this dictatorship at the end of the time. We don't dictate to what sponsorship they get. They want to use this balls, this cloth, that, that, that. That's cool. You do what you do what you want to do. So if you want more viewers, we can share that. That's absolutely no problem. So there's there is the matchroom branded events, and there are third party promoters and organizers that sit within the tour as well at the same time. I don't see it being an issue whatsoever. I think it's okay. just that now we've got a world nine ball tour, and it's about the events that sit within that. All of those organizers and all of those events are part of it. They're part of the tour. These ranking events have evolved over the last, even the last, let's say, four to six months as far as the, the volume. You know, what what can players expect now for the rest of the year as far as any more added events as they're trying to figure out their calendar, their touring schedule, and where they're going to be at? It's an interesting question because... Obviously, yesterday as part of our press release, we announced our schedule, which is on the Matchroom Pool website. You just click schedule. I mean, it's super straightforward. Um, and you can basically say, these are the these are the events and those are the dates. Yeah, there might be a few TPCs on there. Um, but we've basically, we've got those all noted down. Um, oh my God, I've really forgotten the question. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, a, no, it wasn't that important anyway. Don't worry about it. My mind yeah. is on fire at the moment. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> no, so, <laughs> um, like I said, we've got some more team coming in. So, we've got Brendan coming in to manage the ranking events as well. So, if you think about it, the current ranking events were at uh, 40 ranking events. 40 ranking events. Those current events have been administered, organized by a bit of me, a bit of Jake, a bit of Matt, right? That's kind of like the loose version of it. So to put it into perspective for you, you've got full tournament director coming in to solely look after that. 
Well, I, I guess it was without, more, more along the lines of like, what can players expect? Is there are we going to get ten more added in, let's say, another thirty days from now? Are we going to get five more added well, in another? I, I say to any organizer, I say any organizer sitting there that wants to do a nine ball event, Emily dot Fraser at matchroom. <laughs> Listen, you may you may get you may get some unexpected emails based off of some of these comments we see in the chat here. All right? I'm just I'm just saying. Don't get yeah. these calls, honestly. <laughs> couldn't express it anymore about how open the door is. We've been really clear. It's the, it's the discipline. It's got to be open to all um, anyone to play, which are really straightforward criteria. We're not like hammering down on stuff like this. Yes, you know, matchroom rules will come into play, you know, soon because they're the only rules that be, that we're playing our events to. But to put it into perspective, 2018, and Mike knows all Mike could probably roll off the stats more than I could. 2018, <laughs> three matchroom events that we've been doing. World Pro Masters, World Cup or the Moscone Cup. Bosh. Those three events were always the best anyway. Everyone loved them. We had to come up with talking points throughout the year to keep nine ball relevant amongst all of our other events. We just went on sale with Fast Five Netball. We've already sold... <laughs> Three and a half thousand tickets for the netball. We went on sale with that yesterday. I don't even know what netball is. And you sold three thousand tickets. We went on sale <laughs> when we announced the World Nine Ball Tour. That's just a grasp of how good we are, our team, right? And that's in June the sixteenth. So that's got to play a point of the calendar. The multi-sport team needs to go and attend that event. We have to run that event. But to go back to my point, 2018, three events. 2019, we acquired the US Open, four events. 2020, COVID year. Okay, the existing events, some of them didn't happen, but we introduced Championship League Pool, another right. event. That's five events, right? 2021, we acquired the World Championship. So then all of our existing events come back on board, and so I think that's got us to six events. 2022, eight events plus a junior. 2023, 10 events plus five juniors. Look at that rate that we are working at. And they're actual events that are happening. We don't announce an event that just gets cancelled. They're happening. So that's 10 events for 2023 and five junior events. Those opens are being added. US Open Junior, Spanish Open Junior, UK Open Junior. What am I missing here? European oh, Open oh, Junior. Really? U European <laughs> Open Junior. <laughs> UK Open, Jason Shaw Jr. US right. Open, Shane Boning Jr. European Open, European Kentucky Open, Open Sky Woodward. Torsten Holman. Open. Torsten Holman, right? I don't know yet. I haven't made the decision. Oh. What's sorry. the other event missing? Asian Open. Spanish. Ah, Spanish. okay. There we FS. go. <laughs> That's five open events. They're 250. When is the Mike Molina Jr. Open going to be added to the mix? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Wait, wait for 24. <clears throat> yeah. You've got these you've got these five junior events that are coming into play. Look, it's some that for the juniors, I think seeing it in person, that is more it's the cameras, it's the interviews. I've seen some of these juniors, you talk to them. Behind the scenes, lovely kids, have a personality, shove them in front of camera, face goes white, deer in the headlights. Freeze up. It's Freeze our up. To educate them in those respects. So, yeah, people might say, oh, it's single elimination for that. But 
you've got to understand that we are, it's the grassroots that we are looking at, where we want to develop the younger generation. Of course we want to do that. And that's all part of, you know. Who's dealing dream. with the parents? Because they, they probably deserve a medal. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't done a netball event with the parents. That just prepares you for anything. Trust me. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll take, I'll take 20 brand new pool events over one netball event any day of the week. Any so at what point, week. at what point does matchroom pool become its own division? I mean, how, how do you guys, how many events do you do in, in multi-sport outside of pool? Um, we do six or seven, but I also seven. got two two new sports that I want to look at as well. So potentially another. What are ten- they? I'm not telling you that. That's that's part of a bigger reference. Horseshoes. I think that's why, because look, none of the people in this office are pool players. We're not. I, I get that. Hands up. We're not pool players, but that's why it's important that we are taking this tour and we are professionalizing it because we are seeing what happens in other sports. There is a common denominator in successful major sports, and that is what we are good at. We employ people who are extremely good at their job within those sports, like two player ambassadors, a tournament director, in order to professionalize things. So we're not messing around. We are, in poker terms, all in, that's it. You're either, you know, you've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. We're literally, that's it, we're all in. Like, if you want to be on board, the door's open. There's no, um, you know, we've got nothing against anyone who wants to be in part of the rankings, as far as we're concerned. If you want to stage a nine ball ranking event and you want to add career earning prize money for these players, come on board, join. So, so you, you keep adding events and, and adding, you know, talking about getting more promoters and whatever. Uh, the reality is players can't go to 45 events a year. Uh, the reality also is, you know, pool is more global than, snooker than um darts in terms of a tour goes so at what point and how quickly are you going to be able to piece together a schedule that uh keeps these players from having to crisscross the globe at huge expense for ranking points um you know you're talking about life changing and and making that kind type of money but the investment in it for a lot of these players is is huge as well. And it, how long will it take to get to a structure that makes sense financially for these for these players who are out of the top fifteen, out of the top twenty, whatever it is, to stay in the game? Yeah, I think it's a really good question, and we're we are very um, conscious of that, and we don't expect that all of the that all of these players have to travel to all of these current. 40 ranking events. We, that's not what we expect. That's why we recognise that it is a truly global sport. We recognise that. So the purpose of all of the different ranking events within different continents are to create opportunities locally for the players who don't have the expenses to travel to the US, the European, the UK, the Spanish. Oh, I always miss one. You see, you see it's a lot tougher than... A- 
than it looks, right? We, we <laughs> European. But we can't expect, hang on, sorry, I'll keep this with me all the time. This is how important it is. We can't expect number. Okay, here we go. We can't expect number. <sighs> okay. No, I'm, I can't say, I can't pronounce that name. I'm not going for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I'm just going to go. I'm just seeing a USA name for the first one. Can't expect Dan Hewitt ranked 177 on the Nine Ball World Rankings from the USA to travel to the European Open, the US Open, the UK Open, the European Open, the Spanish Open, the Chinese right. Taipei Open. You can't expect him to travel to all of those. So the purpose is to create more local events so Mr. Dan Hewitt can travel to more locals so then he knows that he can go to Sacramento for Oscar Dominguez ranking event. So we're not expecting everyone to go to everything. We recognize it is a global tour. But as this schedule develops and as the prize money develops on each of these organizers, it will, the, the matchroom events will have their own schedule and they will be repetitive within the year and they will have a calendar. They'll have a mark in their calendar like the Moscow Cup where you know that they're going to take place. So it's down to us to obviously create this calendar, which is feasible for the players to go and travel to. But also, you know, they, they're getting their expenses through their industry sponsors. Now, those expenses from the industry sponsors are only going to increase by more exposure, more social media following. These top pros are not going to get the social media following without us. There's a reason why the top players in the world... We were just talking about this yesterday. Well, it's been unbelievable. The, 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 the openness, just by itself, the openness to players to now be on social media yeah. over the last So who, who do you years. think got them all verified on Instagram? <laughs> Phoebe. I'm going to guess. Who? Phoebe. He didn't need to do that. He did that because we've got to promote the personality. So the more of the social media following get, the more they get, they should get out the sponsorship. I hope all the industry sponsors are paying these players well and above what they, they deserve the expenses to travel to these events so they can get their exposure and get their personality across. So we don't expect them to go to everything, but it's down to us to create more global opportunities for all of these players who are ranked from 260 all the way down to 300. We should be creating more opportunities in Oceania, in Asia. That's what we are doing. So we recognize that they can't all travel to everything, but there is a development in process to ensure that when we host our European Open, that we're um, smart enough to allocate what ranking events sit before and after it, like the UK Open. I wonder if there's a ranking event sitting the weekend before that in the UK. That's where we're smart about it. So, so this all happens as each day develops. As so event where does, the, what's the upside or what's the end game for Dan Hewitt in going <laughs> to the Oscar Dominguez events in all the, in all the regional and US events? Uh, because he can't go to the UK Open, or whatever. So, where 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 does that get him? What you know? What's what do you mean, Mike? 
Well, so he goes to what's the difference between that and him just playing in any events in the U.S. that he wants to play in as far as earning money? So he goes to ranking events. Well, I guess it's a, it's a matter of what his goals are. Yeah. That's, you know? that's what I mean. Like if, if, so, you know, yeah. he's not going to get a Moscone Cup by playing all the U.S. events, right? So, uh, well, no, nope, but you kind of have to off. put your money where your mouth is, though, on your own. Like, you have to kind of back yourself and have faith in yourself. Let's say you do well out in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got to go and parlay that and, and, you know, go play with the big boys at the UK and, and, and see how well you do there and get some more well, I think, uh, points. Well, it's actually Dan Hewitt. <clears throat> example on this. It's like, it's, it's like I just know. <laughs> Dan Hewitt got $1,200 at Turning Stone Classic. That's his. That's why he's sitting at 177. He didn't play in any ranking events last year. He's got no money from 2022. He's got that $1,200. Now, I mean, he should be looking at it as going, okay, so the higher I am on my seeding, so 177. Okay, so if I play another one of those, I might actually get in the top 128 and get into a world championship. The more points I get, the higher I am seeded. So if I'm now looking at the US Open, which is obviously that's the $300,000 prize money, 256 players. If I'm Dan looking at the US Open and I get into the top 128, I'm playing an unseeded player. I've all of a sudden got an advantage here. I'm not playing one of the seeded players. So, you know, dreams without goals are just dreams, right? So Dan Hewitt's got to have a goal. We are creating, at the end of the day, we're not, we can't fund all these players to travel, but we are creating opportunities for them to earn some money, which turns into ranking points to give them a future and a structure to look ahead so they can have a goal. So they don't just sit at home and dream, I want to become Shane Van Boning. I want to be a professional football player and earn money. I now can have a goal if i travel to these ranking events and the usa ones will increase they will increase so if i have my goal i travel to these events then i can become a professional corporate earn real money what, what what's the minimum added money for a, a matching ranking event they don't go by added money we don't know <laughs> the hell out of us like, because also, Mike kind of touched on it, um, you know, when you said about social media updates throughout the event. Some of these events, when we first took them on board, weren't even, didn't have anyone to even tell us what the payout structures were at the end. So we can't publish what the update of the rankings unless we have a payout structure. So, you know, it's it's taken a lot of work both sides. <clears throat> Organising, saying look, we need, to have, we need to have a live scoring system in place. We need to have this. So everything goes by total prize money because the added money is just too confusing when it comes to ranking points at stake. So at the moment, the minimum total prize money, which is very low. Is, is how much? What is what? 10,000. 10,000, okay. Minimum which, total purse. Yeah. But that, so that includes what the players are buying in for then, right? Yeah. So that- but then let's but let's say that they don't get the guaranteed amount of players to get you know get into the event then. So let's say like I'm advertising it as 128, right? But let's say I get you know 80 players that go into 10. Yep. 
I guess what what if if any is there like a checks and balance or you know a follow up or just to make sure that you know everything stays on the up and up when it comes to what players can expect as far as payouts when they're but traveling. You can't. It's not. It's not ranking points unless you you should. Again, this is a guarantee for the players. The players can't travel to an event and just because the promoter hasn't fulfilled their their entries doesn't mean that they can deduct that from the players. The players are still traveling to that event. So it should be right. guaranteed. That's part of one of our um, points. Who enforces that? <clears throat> you can't deduct you can't deduct the money from the players. You have to set a prize money that you are capable of paying, even if it doesn't sell out. But the events that we are attaching ourselves to are selling out and we are educating them on being more uh, they're minimum 64. Yeah, minimum 64. Yeah. And because they've got the nine ball ranking branding, part of it, they do sell out. I mean, I saw it in Bosnia when I when I went and attended that Balkan event. It's because it's the first one. One event didn't turn one player didn't turn up. They had people on standby because they knew they can earn their ranking points. I mean, I like how everything kind of feeds into you know oh, well, one another. No. Whether whether <laughs> did, did, Mike, did Mike freeze up on us? <laughs> Are you not, there, Mike? Yeah, I'm looking at all these these comments, and they're all getting into the money. You know how much money, but and, and it's it's something that I want to bring up, and it, it's uh, when we talk about three million dollars and forty events. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're not including the Whirlpool Masters, Moscone Cup, World Cup of Pool, PLP, correct? The world as far as the as far as the as far as the prize money goes. The World Nine Ball Tour, the number of events and the total prize money is all of the events within that. The World okay. Nine Ball Tour consists of all of the events within that tour, and including the prize money. Okay, Moscone the Cup is not part of not part of the World Nine Ball Tour. Sorry. Moscone Cup is not part of the World Nine Ball Tour. Yes. Correct. It is part of it. It is part of it. Okay. Yeah. So if that's the case, yes. that's included in the prize money. Yeah. I'm going to draw. saying that. I'm gonna... Here we go. Oh, yeah. By oh. my estimation, then, the Whirlpool Master, <laughs> World Cup, World, Whirlpool Masters, Moscone Cup, World Cup of Pool. Premier League Pool, U.S. Open, World Pool Championship, U.K. Open, European Open, Spanish Open, Asian Open. Those are Matrim's Big Ten. By my calculations, that's $842,000. Okay. Okay. If you take that away from, um, or no, no, that's that's $1.575 million. So that's more than half of the three million on ten events, which leaves thirty events at you know at, at an average of about twenty five thousand dollars an event. Mm -hmm. So what's your point? That seems kind of slow. I mean, kind of low. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm just going to stop nine ball, and then you tell me what happens in the future. <laughs> No, no, this is not, this is not a criticism. This is, <laughs> this is not a criticism. I'm just trying to understand the numbers. Right. And right. so, um, actually, uh, actually that, that 10 event thing comes to, man, I'm losing it. I, I can't read my own writing. 
those 10 events come to 2.267 million out of 3 million, mm -hmm. which leaves $733,000 for 30 events and comes out to an average of 24,000. So, um, you know, is this something, you know, it just, those don't seem like large prize funds to encourage people to go to them for ranking points because first place in a lot of these is not going to be enough to move the needle on your rankings. First place. You, right. Hang on. Hang on one second. All right. Hang on. I'm going to give you a prime example right now. Okay. As I'm looking at the rankings right now, you got FSR. Hang on. I've got a thingy. This is the Moscone Cup. So. <sighs> okay. Race to the Moscone Cup one year list. You've got, who shall I use as an example? Dan Hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to use Dan yeah. Hewitt as an example. Okay. We're going to Dan sponsor Hewitt. Dan Hewitt this year. Oh, no, no, Dan <laughs> At the moment, you're 177 on the ranking. If, for example, you traveled to the PRP event, which is there is a USA equivalent, but I don't know. I don't know for certain off the top of my head, so I'm only going what I know is concrete. Okay. Right? Okay. Dan Hewitt. If I paid for your flight, <laughs> this is actually happening now. You go and play in the PRP event and you win the event. That's $10,000. You all of a sudden surpass Shane Wolford, Jeremy Sosi, Billy Thorpe on the race to the Moscone one year list. And you are the first and you are the third to qualify. So... That's that's one of your small events. That's one of your small events. Okay. So is that small? <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, a yes. USA equivalent. I just don't know off the top of my head. But I know for absolute certain. I'm going to give you another example as well. By the way, Danny Hewitt's a Canadian, can't be on Team USA. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that right>? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Um, Thanks, Jim. Someone, okay, uh, catchy, right? Hasn't hasn't got into the last couple of Moscones. Catchy, if he goes and wins the PRP event in Europe, he's going to travel to that. He's from Albania, it's in Spain. Relatively right. low expenses. Right. The hotel is about 40 euros, probably 20 euros if you share it with your pal. He wins it for 10,000. He is all of a sudden sitting just beneath Nils Fyan on the race to the Moscone. All of yeah. a sudden, really put him in contention with a good cup with now from April until the US Open. Yes, so no doubt. A ten thousand dollar, ten thousand dollar top prize moves the needle, right? But if you've got events with ten thousand dollar prep top prize, and the average for thirty events is twenty five thousand dollars total purse, you know there's going to be some events where you know the first prize is 
can't can't be ten thousand unless they're just not paying second, third, and fourth place, mm-hmm. right? Because so, so you know, I, I guess it's possible if if promoters have a sixty-four player event, have a twenty-four thousand dollar prize fund, and pay ten thousand for first and only pay like eight places, twelve places, then I guess it's possible. I guess the, the 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 bigger question is just more about making it where players get more bang for their buck as far as what area of the world that they're well, in, you know? Because also, I th- no, I'm sorry, guys, but <laughs> when it comes to Moscone, it always comes. It's so intense that anything can move, and I'll compare it to Fishermania. Last year's Fishermania, we had one guy. What the fuck is Fishermania? Yeah, don't worry, it's one of the events. It's a fishing tournament. Bunch of guys. <laughs> is that gonna be? A, is that gonna be? A, is that a new ranking event that, that's about to get announced? Maybe. <laughs> Where I throw the both of you in the lake. Um, <laughs> it's a, a five-hour live fishing event. For four hours, this one guy was in was in the the lead, and within the last half hour, uh, someone came in and obviously got caught a big one and it tipped him over and he won the event. There's other years where it's been to the absolute 0.000 ground. So Neil's fired. He won the Visoco Open Balkan Pool Tour for £3,600. He now sits as, he now sits a lot more in contention for the one year list Behind, obviously, Fran, you got Fedor, Mario, Jason, and then Niels. So there are bits where, yeah, a 10,000 can swing the, but Niels to travel to that event, his expenses are relatively low to travel to that event. So the point of this tour is that players will pick and choose where they go to. So yeah. I don't think that these are small, but also it's a brand new tour. I mean, yeah. remove the tour. And we'll just we'll just pick who gets into the Moscone Cup. Where's the fun? Been there, done that. Been there, yeah. done that. That's not a major professional sport. We're in its second year of its development. So just think what we have accomplished in the last couple of years. So think where we're going to be in two years' time, three years' time. I mean, my goal was five years of launching this tour, and we did it in the space of six months. I think that's completely fair, given oh, everything that that's already been added since ju- ju- well, just since eighteen. Geez. No, just but, since eighteen. No, no I, for sure. Because I mean, just look at what I'm she said. This, three events I'm in not I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I said all yeah. along. I know this is something that's going to take time. What does that time frame look like, and what are the steps that take us to the point where we're not having this type of argument? Not that it's an argument. <laughs> <laughs> Never an argument. It's just it's a it's a heated. Yeah, but some of, some of these arguments, as far as moving the needle when it comes to the European side, listen, it's nobody's fault that Francisco is dominating the way he is. Some of these guys are top heavy because they're winning events. Go win more events, and you'll get there. I think, I think it's just as simple as that. Fran just feels comfortable. He's he said he's he doesn't he feels secure. He's like financially, he's doing obviously very well. He feels secure. So of course, everyone knows that when you're huh. happy, you're going to be winning. So if and you when you're winning, when you're winning, you show up on these shows and just like make sure everybody knows that you're on the episode, that you're on the uh, <laughs> the air on the screen. You see, Francisco's on here. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. You're practicing. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go yeah. practice, Fran. Jeez. Yeah. We've got to look. Yeah. At, I know everyone wants to. They want to know our plan. They know what you want to know what our our goals are. But the thing is, is that the numbers do the talking. Look right. at how many events we were doing in 2018 to how many events we are pitched up for 2023. 
Look at how many opens have been added in such a short amount of time. So, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what our 2024 plan is. I mean, everyone seems to know what I'm thinking before I even think it anyway. But you, you can you can see what the plan is on that. You can see the numbers of the events, but then also the social media numbers. In 20, um, we were looking at 2019. I mean, we all want to talk about formats and what's going to bring in the proper viewer and all of that. We all know YouTube is free to watch and all of that nonsense. But when we're talking about proper data, and I mean proper, proper data, that is change lives data, 2019, we were reaching 9 million views across our social media platforms. 2019. Do you want to know what we were doing in 2022? Let's... Four times that. 250 more. million. Yeah, more. Yeah. Sports growing. It's growing yeah. because of what we are doing. We are marketing this right. We we are we are seeing something grow. We don't you don't see Barry going all in on something that he doesn't think has the, the future. So we're you know we are we are all in with this and it's it's about trusting the process trusting the journey and the fact that we kind of know what we're doing which is quite modest to say we do we our data is showing it we were every year in before even probably i came in or early early when i came in a whirlpool masters was 15 matches 30 hours that's a that's a whirlpool masters for one year then you got the moscone cup which is however many matches that is and four and a half hours a day times four. And the World Cup pool, six days. Now we are looking at live open events, which are generating 400 plus matches. And you're also looking at plus 120 hours just on one of those open events. Now we're doing five, six open events. That's 120 hours times five or six. That's how fast we are growing. And that is how far, that's how massive our investment, our development is. Now the world's, you know, we're not gonna stop at, just look at the transition of the world championship from last year to this year. Everyone can see the production quality increase. Everyone can see that we went from the one and the kind of second table to now a three table production. Do you feel like you kind of took a step back when it comes to the um, the uh, championship league pool as far as the environment? Because it, it came across a little flat. Ooh. A little flat. I mean, That's listen. You, uh, no Moscone Ma, no. no. Cup, U.S. Open. You talk about the environment. No more, when it comes no to the more episodes of Window Open for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that 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 question was one to tip it over. I'm like, yeah. Melina just knows you can ask me questions and you'll get a straight answer. And regardless, we're, that's we're still that's true. The the and the thing is, look, I'm not in this job, so I can sit here and go, oh, I can't answer that question. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> when when you say flat, do you mean the atmosphere or the production? The atmosphere. Yeah. No, the atmosphere, not the production. The atmosphere, because nobody's there. Well, and, no one, no one's so, there. But it's the thing is, is that. It's a new development of a new event. What you've got to understand is step back. We do two Championship League snooker events, which are both behind closed doors. Two extremely successful events. 
and the players earn very good money out of it. We take those models and we apply it to Paul. Again, it's early days, but it's all for generation of, it's all generating content of matches. Yes, programming hours. The total matches for Premier League Paul was 183. Yeah. And we're filming 10 hours a day for eight days. We're not doing that for the live spectators. I mean, look, we can invite spectators in there. Then you've got security, you've got that. It just, unless yeah. you're going to properly do it, don't do it. But the, the Premier League Paul event is staged for behind closed doors. It might be flat for you watching it where, you know, you want to, you're just, a, you're a hardcore pool <laughs> fan and you want to watch it. But for the gamblers that are sitting at home and right. are tuning in and gambling sure. on it, which is more rare. Well, I mean, you can, into the, but yeah. that's fair. Different but on the game, on, on, no, no, no. And I can see that. And I guess because, you know, we've, we've gotten spoiled when it comes to the atmosphere at some of the other events, I guess is the, is well, I what I was getting excited at. excited about you know? the others. You're tuning in and yeah. you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> well, but from the from the gambling side of it, though, since you bring it up, because I, I heard you mention an integrity unit being uh, tossed around. So what what steps is Matchroom going to be taking to ensure that everything stays on the level? Um, I, I saw drug testing. I saw uh, uh, if you've introduced gambling, a part of pool, there's always been that kind of cloud hanging over us as a sport as a whole. So what what? How proactive are, are you guys throughout all, all this um, process? Well, very proactive because I think I've said it quite a few times in the past, especially early days when I came in, that the one thing that we noticed that the responses back were, you know, Paul's just too crooked. We don't want to get involved in it. It's too crooked. It's too bent. And so you look at it and you go, okay, well, we need to professionalize it. So yes, an integrity unit, drug testing, that is all something that we are setting up as part of the nine, uh, part of the World Nine Ball Talk, to ensure that players are first of all educated when it comes to the betting. They can't gamble. They can't do this. They can't do that. We're educating them when they come and participate in our events. So yes, there is an integrity unit set up, so matches can be monitored, and also you can see casual eye if someone's not quite playing right. So they're all things that. They're, you know, they were down to the governing body to do very previously, drug testing, integrity side of it. Right. And so we recognise that that needs to be educated, that the players need to be educated. <clears throat> so many times like drug testing is administered poorly, as in, you know, some organisers don't know how to pull a player after their match for things like that. That's obviously, we, we run professional sporting events and we know how to do that, like the darts, like the snooker. So it's all about educating so it's part of the bigger picture and part of the bigger plan. It's not just putting a table in the arena, making it look pretty, selling tickets. This is, I keep saying it, it's a professional tour for players to earn a living. For real big time sponsors to come on board, they need to recognize that it is a truly fair game where players are actually trying to win and it is not corrupt, nothing like that. So that is part of that integrity side of things. So that is, that's why we sit here and go, we're investing everything. We're investing everything into nine ball because Q Sports, well, Paul, isn't recognized as a, a fair kind of non-corrupt game. So we're doing all of this to attract bigger sponsors because as soon as that happens and we see that return, 
like the Moscone Cup, we put it into the prize money and the players should do well out of it. So the, the more that the players <laughs> on stuff like that, the, the better that we're going to see it. But again, it's, it's a process. It's not yeah. overnight. We're not going to get Coca-Cola ringing me up now going, oh, I heard you've got an integrity unit, so I'm going to sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, it does kind of beg the question because you were talking about the growth. I love the example. Media and the growth in viewership and things like that exponential over the last three, four years. At what point, you know, could we hope to see a big outside betting world sponsor come into pool like you've got Kazoo in you know, in, in darts or that type of thing. What, you know, how far are we away from that? I mean, I want to see Matro make money from this as well and have a lot of that trickle down to the players as well. So, you know, you want sacked, but, um, what's that? <laughs> said that would be nice. Otherwise I might get sacked. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be part of the big picture. <laughs> <laughs> what me getting sacked? <laughs> no, no. Getting a sponsor, <laughs> and then you get insane. Tell us how you really feel, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's for sure never coming back on here I, again. <laughs> I think even yeah. the press release touched base on it yesterday. The fact that even Barry's singing from the hymn sheet of the Professional Darts Corporation, the World Snooker Tour, that again, by following in these footsteps, they are attracting the mainstream sponsors that we should be attracting when we do generate this. But I think the thing is, is that nine ball is, it's got the ingredients to be actually more successful than both those tours combined because of the global aspect. And obviously I'm a little bit biased, but I think we've got some much, we got much better personalities in our sport. Um, Agreed. I think we do too. But I know that you want me to make a definitive, um, you know, timeline sort of thing. But all I can really say to you is, for the first time ever in the Nine Born Impulse, we actually made print in the Times newspaper. I saw that, yeah. That's, I mean, sometimes it takes 24 hours to sit down and actually realize how much of a big thing that is. But I know that us sending a press release out and everyone hearing it, it goes on, you know, windows open, share it, and, you know, all these people share it and get all these shares. But to actually recognize that mainstream media is now picking up on that, we, we know we're heading in the right direction. You know, that made print today, obviously online, it, it went yesterday. Yes, yeah. We were in Metro as well. So to actually know that that made print today, alongside gymnastics, British team getting medals at the European Championship, I think it was, and some football, that's major for us, and that's a big. And it was a big piece in that page. That's huge, and a lot of people probably won't understand how big that is. And I think it's down to like the likes of you guys to educate everyone on how big that is. That's like severe magnitude. I've got people now messaging us saying, "Wow, this pool is really actually getting quite big." You know, yeah. That's yeah. mainstream people casual sports fans so that's why i say that sometimes we have to step out of our little bubble stop getting so tied into nine ball versus ten ball this versus that blah, 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 blah. it's not like that <laughs> it's there's a much bigger plan there's a much bigger strategy and actually we're achieving something that's never been achieved in pool before it's been sat there in the water like a fish 
from Fishermania. <laughs> I knew we were going back to Fishermania. <laughs> She's teasing it. And, it's <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, we cleared the lake out. We put a load of new fish in, and you know, uh, uh, <laughs> God, it was a horrible. It <laughs> was really bad. <laughs> that was really bad, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I love but you know I love the enthusiasm and you know it was from the heart so that that accounts for ninety percent of it. I just think that whatever's happening and I don't need to sit and be like, look, please support us or anything like that. The the numbers don't lie, the the facts don't lie. It's a it's a world nine ball tour, and all I can say is is that you got to trust the process and trust that every person that sat in this office has fallen in love with the sport. We haven't grown up in the sport like yourselves or a lot of other people. We haven't grown up being a pool player. We have fallen in love with it. And it's our jobs to make others fall in love with it. And realistically, proper, want to tune in. They watch the Moscone Cup and then they want to tune in for the World Cup of Pool. They want to tune in for the Masters. So it's educating as a much bigger platform we really have to educate everyone how much, how big that times piece was from today and yesterday, because this is a major point now in the sport where we've been talking about it for a while, but now, like you said, we grab the ball by the horns and it's a world nine ball tour. And we are so passionate about it. And it doesn't matter what happens. I know in my heart that there is no person no team on this planet that will work harder than our team when it comes to nine ball pool. Yeah, and I don't it, think any. I don't think anybody questions uh, would would question or doubt the uh, uh, the enthusiasm, the devotion that that you and your team have for for. But that's why I say process because right. we're not. It's going to be a success. That's what we do. It will be successful. I mean, the numbers already tell how successful we've already made it. Yeah. So, Russ, I know there's loads of questions and stuff, but I just think it's funny because well, there was just nothing really to talk about before in 2019. <laughs> Lord, no, Lord knows that. Yeah. What we spoke about was like, oh, um, Moscone Cup getting out. Where's Justin Bergman? That's <laughs> the main talking point. Now it's like, oh, they're doing a tour. How dare they have small ranking events? Or is it, I love it. I think turn it. Look, the positive well, let's, it's a brand new it's a it's a world tour a world tour for opportunities for everyone locally so when people sit there and say i want to be a professional pool player they now have a goal before it was just a dream now there's a goal there because there's a structure in place and that's only going to develop and i say those younger players now if I'm sitting there and I'm like 20 years of age, I'm be going, oh my, thank you so much. Thank you. Finally. And yeah. if I'm kind of older, I'm going, oh my gosh, why wasn't I reborn now? <laughs> now I'm looking at someone like Shane. Say that goes, every morning. He goes, oh, SVB Junior Open, I'm setting up my legacy. Great. But if I'm that 20 year old or even younger, I'm going, thank you, God. Thank you. Finally. My dream of being a professional pool player is now coming to reality because Matchroom has delivered a world nine ball tour. Well, Do you enough of this world tour talk. I want to get into the action matches because that was something that was teased uh, in the last week or so. 
uh, I want, I, you know, I've heard enough. I've heard an hour's worth about a tour. So let's talk about who's going to be competing. What's the game? Obviously, it'll be 10 ball. Um, <laughs> <no. laughs> what what can we expect? When are we going to have some announcements? When are we going to have some dates? What's it going to piggyback? We need details, Emily. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't tell you anything. You can tell oh, us something. Yeah, something. We need we need something. We need we need information here. Will it likely be nine ball? Sorry? Will it likely be nine ball? I swear to God, Mike. <laughs> uh, uh, no, look, look, we're gonna announce it. Okay. Just just it's something it's just quite exciting. And I think I don't know, maybe we just have a little play around with it. We might do one match and we never do it again. I don't know. Okay. Just wild hair. Okay. What What's the over under on how long till we get an announcement? About the same time she announces the captains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's just like I don't know. We might just realize one day and then announce it. Oh no, maybe during, maybe during the UK Open we'll announce it. Okay. I like it. I like there it. There goes my mind like for you. Yeah, all right, that'll work. Speaking of the um, w- what you got, Mike? speaking of the WPA, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I noticed in your release, uh, you, yeah. <laughs> this is fucking Mike. I love the transition, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. know how to turn things. Um, yeah. You did talk about in in the in the release about dealing with other federations. Yeah, obviously these federations be tied into. Uh, WPA. Um, have you talked to any federations? I, what are what are your discussions with with national federations regarding players going forward and trying to make sure that there's no obstruction of players being able to play in what they want to play in, and getting their help to get more players into your events nationally, globally. You know that. From our perspective, and it's the exact same with the organizers. As far as we're concerned, the door is open. You want to run an event if you're an organizer or a federation, that's absolutely fine. We're not, you know, we're not obstructive as to who wants to run an event. So that's in response to that. We're open to anyone organizing an event. We're also open to multiple federations where do you want to have involvement in the European Open? Referees, things like that. Um, where, yeah. <laughs> Anything, if you talk to any federations, if you talk to any federations, go ahead. We're the ones reaching out. We're the ones who are trying to work. There is nothing from our side, and I want to make it really clear, there's nothing from our side that stops any players from playing in any other event. We've not communicated that. That is not how we want to go about things. The players can play in whatever they want. Again, we have a schedule to adhere to. And before all of this anyway, there was talks about the schedule previously. We've got broadcaster commitments. We've got a multi-sport schedule. June the 16th, we've got a Fast Five Netball event. I need my whole team for that week. I can't put a pool event during that week because I need my whole team for that week leading up to and for the event. So we've got broadcaster schedules. We've got multi-sport schedules. We've got the dart schedule. We've got the snooker calendar. So we have to look at these schedules and we have to look at these calendars and we obviously, we put those forward. So we are saying the door is open. We want to work with anyone. 
but also at the end of the day we have to set submit our dates we have to obviously put that through and we're not stopping from any players from playing and everything have you that we haven't stopped we we don't we're not doing any of that yeah. and i don't know i haven't had anything directly to me to say that the players are being stopped okay the only thing i hear is if you post about it well, it can't be true anyway. So <laughs> take it with the grain of salt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Got to roll with that. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. You know, just based on previous WPA, you know, announcements, what what may or may not happen, particularly in Europe with with federation players, because their federations are so strong um, in relation to their national players. So, just wondered if you had heard anything through the grapevine or anything regarding players in in your dealings with federations about events. No, we haven't heard anything. Like I said, anything that we do here comes from on social media or anything like that from yeah. side of things. Our communication to players, to organisers and to federations is that we're not obstructing anyone. We also have the door open for anyone to come and work with us. So as far as we're concerned, it's an open door, no obstructions. And, and like there are so many people that have my mobile number, have my email address if they've got a problem they can pick up the phone they can call me i've made that very clear to a lot of people so at the end of the day nothing from our side no obstructions to any players and uh, and yeah the the doors are open we're in talks with various federations about working on our events and and i still remain always positive that everyone will come together and it will work but i think it shows that we are doing, we're hosting ranking events in 13 different countries. We are hosting ranking events with a minimum of 10 different promoters and organizers. We are, our aim and our goal is to work with everyone. But as from what you said yesterday, Mike, in your post, we've got to take the ball by the horns and we've got to press on. Yeah. I'll for it. We'll see how the next few months shape out. It's, um, these are a lot of good conversations to be had, and we appreciate your openness to come on here and get grilled by Mike because it wasn't me for once. So, um. <laughs> We're like this, man. We're like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, we love you, Mike. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. It's yeah, always, thanks. Always fun. <laughs> it is always entertaining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now we appreciate you, Emily. We'll have you on soon, hopefully ahead of the uh, World Pool Masters. It's going to be a stacked field, and I think that's the next event that's coming up for you guys. So Maybe. we are beyond excited for it. We look forward to watching it, and uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. May the tenth. We do need to do the draw for that as well. So that well, we nice. we can we can do it on here. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, we can have you on. <laughs> she's, looking wide, she's looking for wider social media yeah. reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was worth the swing, boys. We'll see you later, guys. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Thank you.